secure for business kryptonite ready to battle your business woes it's time to call a biz hero i shall compose myself now <laughs> welcome in to this week's what is that you got there adam <laughs> I lit a candle for this show. Are you kidding me? We have quite the show for you today. We are here live, barring any technical difficulties, with Adam Shepard, the author of we One love. Year Lived. We Woo! Love. <laughs> and um, let me tell so you. We have, to, we have to let you know. We have to fill you in in advance. Poor Adam. First, we scheduled him, and Nicole had major computer problems, so we had to cancel him, like, an hour before his interview. Then we got him on, we did this, like, kick-ass, awesome interview, and, um, and, I mean, it was just gangbusters, and we're like, oh, man, Adam's such an awesome guest, what a great interview. Well, then Nicole, like, sends me this, like, panicky email, or actually, I think, no, she called me, and she leaves this cryptic message on my voicemail, being like, we have a problem. And I'm thinking, dear God, like, what's going on? You know, I mean, are you in jail? Do I have to come bail you out? What's happening? Or you live thousands Nicole of miles worked, away. Like, yeah. She worked for, like, hours to recover this interview with Adam, which was obviously so uber awesome that it broke down all the technology that we have use of. So we were like, you know what, let's let's just get this man on live because if he's that electric that he breaks everything, we might as well go out with a bang and have it like, you know, really explosive so it's like on live TV. So that's what we decided to do. And so now we have Adam. And, right here, oh no! Studio. And this is this not is fantastic. Studio, I'm not right. even I'm not even convinced you guys actually have a show or <laughs> anybody there's anybody listening. I think we're just no. I feel like we're just hanging out and and so I mean, Adam, I, and I love it. I'm having is, a good time. <laughs> yeah, the truth is that that we secretly stalk you. And <laughs> this whole, this whole it's elaborate. Yes. Because we're like. Well, I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying the process as well. It's an elaborate ruse. That's what it is. <laughs> okay, so in case you didn't know, let me tell you a little bit about Adam, and then we're going to grill him, um, at least for as long as he sticks around. <laughs> um, Adam Shepard. Adam's first book, Scratch Beginnings, was featured widely in the national media and thenceforth chosen on the curriculum or is a common read at over 90 colleges and universities across the United States. His newest book, One Year Lived, recounts the year he spent in the world, 17 countries, yes, four continents, one haunting encounter with a savage bull, the bull lives, by the way, and a little known fact is that his entire trip cost less than it would have for him to stay home. In fact, it cost him $19,420.68. Let's welcome Adam to the show. <laughs> This is great. I want to make sure that everybody heard thenceforth. Thenceforth was 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 in there, right? I mean, that that's yes. the, that's the word that's in my bio because everybody we all write our bios in the third person, but thenceforth is is in there. It's a beautiful word. You know, I really after I read that in your bio, I I'm starting to use it all the time and I feel like people 
I feel like people really appreciate that my IQ is like like at least ten points higher by using that word. You know, and they keep like, wow, that girl knows what she's talking about because thenceforth, that's that's a word to be reckoned with. So I I, I think it's exactly. a it's a good word choice. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Exactly. Um. So Adam, let's. Let's start with you just telling us a little bit about what caused you to make the decision to go on this trip. I mean, it's definitely a radical, not really radical, but it's a major life decision to just say, you know what, here I go. And it's a scary thing. So what was really the motivating factor that made you say, let's do it? No, sure. And, and the thing is, Laura, that it, it, it the older you get, the more of a kind of radical decision it is, right? Because you become yeah. more entrenched and ingrained in your life and yeah. the, the routine and the comfortable nature of things that are going on. Uh, so at 27, I wasn't mad at the world. I wasn't <laughs> angry. I, I didn't hate capitalism or anything. I just said, you know what? I would like to experience a little bit more of the world. And so I started working uh, extra hours as a bartender, saving my money for two years. And I knew for two years I was going to save all of my extra money. And then I was going to go out into the world for one year and, and spend it all and hopefully have the greatest year of my life. Wow. Now, when you look at all this, and we're talking about 17 countries, four continents, and our regular viewers know I am a travel-holic. And I have visited six of the seven continents. I'm not going to ever check number seven off the list because it's the Antarctic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I know whenever in the past I've decided to go on a trip, and I've, I, 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 the hard part is where to go. Not that is there anywhere to go. It's, oh, my goodness, I have a file folder of hundreds of places I'd like to visit. Mm -hmm. Hundreds, if not thousands, probably at this point. And how do you how do you decide which ones are the right ones? And I think that thought process is interesting because it applies both to travel as well as just life and in business. How did you decide? Yes, yes. Well, well, the first thing is to make a decision to do something, right? I mean, if you weigh the pros and cons of this place and and this business decision, if if you spend all of your time just thinking and overthinking these things, you'll never get anything done. So the first thing is okay. to make an educated decision and then do it. You know, I mean, you, you don't want to be completely spontaneous and, and irrational, but you have to do something. I think so many people just spend so many time mulling over, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? It, it, it sounds like a good idea, but is it really a good idea? Uh, and that's how it was for me in travel. I mean, you, you go to Honduras, which is a wonderful country, uh, Guatemala, Nicaragua, over into New Zealand and Australia. There are so many wonderful places to see. If you make the determination that you're going to miss out on something, it, it's going to happen. Yep. Uh, if you make that determination and you understand that, then it makes it easier to say, well, hmm. th these are the one, two, three, five places that I have to see. And so I think that's what it was for me is these are the five places I have to see. If I can see the other 10 that I want to see, great. If not, at least I'm going to embrace these five. And so in business, it is, well, I've got 15 ideas to market this product. I'm going right. to start with number one and two and three. And then if I can go, if I can do the rest, great. But these are the three most important ones, and I have to do them now rather than think about it. Love it. That's great. Great advice. Really great advice. So what what was we'll just start with the the top. Um, what was the biggest 
life lesson you learned on the trip as a whole? I mean, you had all of these experiences, but if you could narrow it down to just one takeaway that has affected you in everything you do, what was that? I thing? think, I think without question, and I don't even know what number two would be, but number one, the biggest thing that I learned is that our most memorable, enriching experiences come when we step outside of our box, step mm. outside of our comfort zone. When we take risks, when we challenge ourselves, when we make our lives just a little bit uncomfortable, mm -hmm. that is when we have these aha moments. That's when our creativity is really inspired, right? When I was in, Laura, when I was in Nicaragua, fighting those bulls, and I'm staring across the bull ring, 10, 12 feet away, you're looking at this bull with these furious eyes, the foam is dripping down his chin, and he is getting ready to come after me and my 90 cent, you know, uh, tablecloth that I just purchased for a cape, right? Yeah, you, you, you remember, Nicole? You read yes! it. I mean, it's, it, I mean, when, like that is that is an experience that is very much outside of my box, and I think now it stands as part of my identity. I mean, it, it, it stands as that moment in my life that I did that, that I challenged what I had previously done in my life. So I think without question, the biggest thing I learned from volunteering in Honduras with the kids, bullfighting in the Philippines, meeting this kid who I had outsourced work to for, for so many years, the people that I met along the way, the experiences I had, I had them because I stepped outside of my comfort zone. And so for your viewers, it, it might be a trip around the world or it might be a new idea in business. It might be a new risk to take um, or something different that you haven't normally done. And I think that's when we really see changes in our business and we start to really create our, our identities. I I love that. Excellent. Yes. And um, yeah. I, I just have to say about the bullfighting, because I, 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 Laura is a huge, not that I don't love animals, but she's a huge animal rights activist, so I want to make it clear that the yes. bullfighting Adam yes. did, the, nothing bad happens to the bulls. In fact, you see the bull right, later right, okay. in the yeah. book, okay? So yeah. it's not, I yes. just want to make that very clear, that the bulls aren't, like, killed, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's um, not bullfighting in Spain. No, no, right. no, 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 no. I'm right. very much against bullfighting in Spain. Yes, yes, yes. It is not the same. Yeah, I just wanted to make that clear, and and he he needs a like your guide must have thought you were he sounded like he was just like are you kidding me <laughs> really you want to go in there and you're gonna take this ninety this I didn't remember it was ninety cents the tablecloth literally Adam buys and this is another great business example he buy he just like well I'll just buy that red tablecloth over there so he just asked some random waitress if he can buy the tablecloth. <laughs> And then he goes up and he tells his guide, you know, hey, get me in there. I want to fight the bull, you know, or do whatever, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I love that because you were scared and you're not afraid to admit that. Doing something, it's not the absence of fear. It's courage in the face of fear. And mm -hmm, you just mm -hmm. said, I'm going to, you didn't say, well, I don't have a tablecloth. I can't succeed. I'm not signed up. I don't have insurance. I loved how you talked about, well, they didn't make me sign a waiver, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> waiver, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you didn't sit there and list all the reasons why not. You said, mm -hmm. you made the decision, I'm going to do this. And you just kept looking for things to make it work. And I think that might yeah. be another well, reason why it's is, so defining. 
And I'll add to that, Nicole, and this piggybacks on, on Laura's question. I will add to that that good stuff is going to happen to us and bad stuff is going to happen. And I think that really was – I mean we all know that, but I think that, that idea was really cemented for me around the world. There are good people. There are bad people. There are people that love dogs and people that beat dogs all over the world, right? And so I think if right. we understand that no matter what decision we make – we're going to make money or lose money. I mean, it, it's going to happen. Something is going mm -hmm. to happen. Just make the decision. Go out there. Step out in the bull ring. Step out into the business world. And I think if we do that, then we look back two, five, ten years later and we say, hey, that was either a good or a bad decision, but at least I am here now and I'm more educated because I made that decision. Right. Exactly. Well, and you know, and it's all about looking once you make that decision, then you look for ways to succeed, which is what you did versus reasons to fail. Yes. And yep. I think yep. a lot of people make ex they, they, they find excuses to fail. You know, it's because yep. because when you get in that uncomfortable zone, it's very easy to want to find all the excuses you can to fail. I can't do it because of this. I can't do yep. this. But instead, I mean, using that whole experience of yours as an example, I mean, even the whole trip as an example, you look for reasons to succeed. You know, this is yep. how. This is why I can do this. And, you know, like in business, if you're getting into the ring to, uh, to face <laughs> the ball, you've got to go, you've got to be pretty confident that you're yeah. going to succeed, because if you get in there and you're scared, and you're not, you're only halfway there, yeah. then what was that? It was supposed to be the special effects, like, here's my business red tablecloth. <laughs> If you want better special effects, special donate effects. money. Hey, no, here's the pitch. If Listen, you want Laura, better special we're, we're effects, here, Laura. We're low um, budget here. put money into the Indiegogo campaign. <laughs> and then Nicole won't use her office map sushi folder as special effects. So um, I I don't even remember what I was saying now, but but anyways, if you're in there with the ball, you can't you can't do it halfway. You yeah. have to say I'm right. here. I'm gonna pursue yeah. this vision. I'm gonna pursue this dream. I'm not gonna just kind of halfway be there. And I think too many entrepreneurs get in the ring of business and they're only halfway there because they're scared and they're looking for all these excuses to fail and they fail yep. when you do that. Or, so and, and a great Laura, analogy they, all across the board. Once they have that first little failure, then they just they, they either give up or they stop going in 100% as they were before. And I think it, right. it's one thing that I talk about when I travel the country to speak high school, colleges, corporations. I say, listen, you are going to fail. I mean, it's going to happen. A small, big, you're, everybody has those first little failures. And I think that's the mark of a true entrepreneur, how you handle, how you deal with those failures. So, um, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't get into the bull ring and say, uh, was this a good idea? I mean, it's a little, it's a little late. You, you go for it. And, and <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's the lesson there. I, I would like to I, I actually just wrote a blog which I don't know if, Nicole, you can link it in the chat room. I can't, but um, it's the, the blog's title is How to Be a Ridiculously Awesome Failure, exactly on that topic. Oh, my Just gosh. wrote it on Monday. So. Um, timing. I don't know if I can get it on there, but I do have a comment in the chat room. Them saying the official Call of Biz Hero cape should thenceforth, in capitals, <laughs> thenceforth be a 99-cent red tablecloth. <laughs> 
love, I love it. <laughs> I just, I had to share that. So, um, yeah, well, we, um, that's on flying pig consulting, right? Tori. I mean, right. Laura, Laura. Okay. So I'm, I'm Tori. Yeah, I know you've been, Laura. yes, I know. I, Tori was the one who was putting that. So Tori, there she goes. Tori oh, good. put it out yes, there for it, you. Tori. There you. you go. Um, okay. Thank we got to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back with more of Adam and things even more strange than or interesting than bullfighting. <laughs> Oops. Sorry about that. Ah, technology problems. But see, I'm failing big or small, as the case may be. Fail big, Nicole. Fail <laughs> all the way. What is the Idea Incubator? Take a dive and then why would you need one? Failure. As small business owners and entrepreneurs, we can be overrun by ideas. In 30 minutes or less, the Idea Incubator can help you vet, refine, and launch your small business ideas objectively and profitably. The Idea Incubator is a board game. That's right. It's a fun board game that takes you through the crucial steps in determining if you should pursue a business idea. Play on your own, with your team, or interactively with the acclaimed online TV show, Call of His Hero. The Idea Incubator is based on decades of real-world experience. It looks at business purpose, branding consistency, available resources, target market, and of course, money. Have fun, reduce overwhelm, and grow your profits with the Idea Incubator. Okay, we are back. Okay, we are back. And during that, I could see the two of them laughing, but I had to mute them. So I have no idea what they were. Otherwise, you would have heard them instead of the commercial. So, um, <laughs> oh, and here's one more suggestion. You can create still and sell stickers so you can de decorate your cape in Call a Biz Hero style. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel wow. like a business, is born. A, a business is born right here. This is good. This is very good. Bullfighting <laughs> um, Okay, so I've got to ask, Adam, because you, you self-published. And you did, for Scratch Beginnings, you did end up going with a formal publisher, although I think you started with the self-publishing and then they picked you up, right? why right. that decision because I think the lesson behind that is very important why that decision I mean you said you had a good experience with them they treated you really well what made you decide to to go back to self-publishing no listen uh, Harper Collins has been great to me and, and I love my editor there um, but I decided to self-publish for two reasons um, in, in no particular order, I wanted total creative control. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I wanted to be able to write the book. I want, and I don't want someone to say, no, you shouldn't include this, you should include this. I wanted to write the book I want. Now, I've included a lot of people around me that have given me great advice, and they've convinced me to cut certain things out. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I wanted the final cut. I wanted to, to you know, have the cover, and I wanted to be able to have that control. Um, and and because, because I have a message that I want to get across and I want to be able to effectively do that, right? Uh, number two, I, it, it was a purely a financial reason. I mean, economically speaking, 
it is in most cases better to self-publish, um, at, at least as far as I have seen. It, if you do it right, if you do the marketing, if you take it from a business perspective, um, you know, self-publishing can be can be a good place to use to brand yourself, to market yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give you a couple examples. But my so my book paperback um, would generate a dollar fifty nine per book uh, in royalties to me. Um, it's fifteen ninety five. I get 10%. I get $1.59. Then my agent gets his cut, and there are these little fees that come out, and bam, I'm left with you know $1.25, let's say. Um, as a self-published book, off the top, I'm getting $5.27 per book. I don't have to touch inventory. Amazon sells it. It's in bookstores. <laughs> $5.27, here you go. So I'm already making that many more royalties, but also I have so much more freedom to use that book, right? So I get, I print my books for a dollar a piece and I can use those in my marketing. I, I'm, I'm doing a campaign, this is a travel book, I'm, cam- I'm doing a campaign to mail out packages to study abroad coordinators. So I'm, I'm, oh. I'm going to mail 600, uh, 600 books across the country to study abroad coordinators at colleges across the country because I believe in this message for college students, right? Mm-hmm. And so I can do that for, a, a, it's a dollar a book, and then I pay, pay shipping. Then they hire me to speak. They order books. I mean, it, it becomes a profitable endeavor for me, right? But if I'm published, I have to buy my own book, you know, and that's $8 a book. I get it 50% oh. off, so I'm paying $8 for each copy. It's just not practical for me to be able to use that in my branding. So, I mean, and I could go on and on. There are a lot of different reasons, but I think creatively, I'm so glad that I've self-published and financially it in the long run. Right now, to have to pay the money I've paid up front versus getting in advance, in, in the first six months or a year, it doesn't pay off. But once I've gotten six months, eight months, a year down the road, and I'm just kind of printing $5.27 at a time, you know, it, it makes... It makes it for a more valuable experience. I'll, I'll say one more thing, uh, because we're at the dawn of the age of the of the ebook, right? I mean, that's <laughs> we're at the, the gold rush of the ebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I publish, they're going to price my ebook at nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine, twelve ninety nine. I've priced my ebook at six ninety nine. Um, which is maybe expensive, maybe not, but I feel like it's an affordable price. It's not $2.99, but it's also not $9.99 or $10.99. But I've priced it in such a way where it's affordable, it's approachable for anyone to purchase it at $6.99. But also, I make more on that book than if my publisher was selling it at twice the price. Right. And so I think that there's just so much more freedom. That's my final point. There's just so much more freedom being self-published. But like we were talking about with the bulls, you're on your own. Right. You're in the ring and there's nobody behind (laughs) you. So just as you are, you there is more opportunity. You are much more exposed. And so you have to be all in. (laughs) Okay, we do. And we're definitely big, big uh, fans of self-publishing for sure. Um, Nicole self-published her book and, you know, I've I've worked with a lot of people. So I love how you broke down those numbers because I think that's a really important point that a lot of people miss out on. So I'm really glad you did that. Yep. And just because we've got five minutes left there, there is a question in the chat room. I want to make sure we get out. Uh, You know, they're having fun, but they're also, you know, listening. Um, (laughs) What are good ways, this is going back to the excuses, excuses versus reasons, you know, legitimate business reasons. What are good ways to call someone on the excuses thing, meaning like someone in business? Um, How how do you address that? Have you ever had to do it? 
I think for me, this is a very ginger place to be, right? Because you don't want to offend anyone. You don't want to seemingly come from this high place where, oh, I know what I'm talking about and you don't. Mm -hmm. But I think if you can effectively, if you can effectively present the small victories. Okay, so I'll use travel as an example. If somebody says, oh, well, it's dangerous to go to this place, Mm -hmm. then I would say, well, I'll tell you what, why don't, instead of taking a one-year trip around the world, let us go across town to the other side of the tracks, you know, where you say it is dangerous, let's volunteer at the soup kitchen for a week, Um, and Mm. let's see, you know, we'll go in there lunchtime, dinnertime, you know, let us expose ourselves to somewhere that's presumably dangerous, and I think after that week, after they see, hey, it's not actually that dangerous. Right. I think when you have those smaller victories, and so that's just a simple analogy, but I think once you do that, once you have those smaller victories and you can show the smaller victories, then it, it brings everything else to light, and then you can say, well, so your excuse is this. Well, I've just proven this, so maybe you can see that it, this is your other excuse. Well, this is what, uh, what else is going on in the world. So, so that's, just, that's just a simple example, but I think if you can show the small victories, if you can say, okay, you're right to be concerned about health. You're right to be concerned about the $10,000 you're investing in this business. You're right to be concerned about these things, but let me show you the small victories as they can lead up to the, to the bigger ones. We have another question in the chat room, Great. and that is a. I'm just trying to get them in. Now they're asking all these questions at the end. So, um, and Laura, and then you can you can wrap up with any last questions you have. So another question is, what's next up on Adam's docket? And just so you know, Adam, it now says on the bottom, it says your name and your um, domain, the one year live dot com. Okay. What kinds of exciting things is he planning in the near future? <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you one up bullfighting? I mean, that's it, right? I mean, what else is there to do? Um, no, well, well, as you read, Nicole. I mean, I I met this wonderful young lady uh, while I was traveling around the world, Ivana. I met her in Honduras. Uh, she's from Slovakia. Uh, she landed in the United States um, December 30th, and we were married on the 31st. Um, so she is now my wife. Yay! Uh, I love that. Yes. $20 <laughs> wedding at the courthouse. There's your, there's your business advice today. $20 wedding at the courthouse. Um, so, so what's next for me? I mean, I, I intend to do whatever I can to be the most amazing husband, uh, I can be. Um, in seven years and two months, we're going to, uh, start having children. We've been practicing an awful lot lately. And, and so we're in seven years and two months. <laughs> la, 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 la. Children. Um, and so, so I think, you know, it, so the biggest thing is that I've had this, this year was that I write about in this book is the greatest year of my life, Laura, Nicole, greatest year of my life, period. Now, I don't have to go out there and say, oh, well, I fought bulls and I volunteered and I ate uh, on the beach and did all these and things. And ate termites. I, I don't have to say, yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't have to say, oh, well, I did this. Now let me do something bigger and better. The next thing can be something simpler, and that is for me to be the greatest husband in the world. I mean, that is that is what's next for me. I have business ideas and I have things that I want to do for me. The most important thing in, at this point in my life is being the best husband, and then I will invest in businesses and I will do other things. But my next adventure is uh, doing everything I can for, for Ivana. Love it. That's so fantastic, Adam. That's, that's I mean, I, I don't think we have anything we need to say to follow up. I know, I know. Perfect. What a great ending. So, yeah. 
by the way, lots of people are congratulating you in the chat room, and um, and one person says, Thank "Practice, you. practice, practice, Adam." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so, you know, but everyone's w giving you well wishes on that. And um, just Thank wanted you. to share Thank that you. really quick. <laughs> Thank you. So you can check out well, everyone. Obviously, yeah, as you say, obviously, Adam is a super awesome dude. So super awesome that we had to interview him twice. And so <laughs> that means that you have no option than to go to his website, get his book, and read, 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 and, uh, and then tell everyone you know to have him come in as a speaker because you've just seen a little bit of the inspiration that he can bring um, for all aspects of life, business, travel, personal life. Um, so, yeah, no, thank you so much, Adam. This has been all two times of this has been so much fun. We might <laughs> have you on again just so we can continue our uh, our threes company here. So, um, so this is great. No, thank really you very much. Appreciate having you on. No, thanks for having me. So uh, can I say one more thing or are we close? Yeah, no, you, go ahead. 30 seconds? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so my thing is, the two things I'll say, number one, you don't have to do what I did. I encourage you to take a year and travel around the world. But my biggest thing right now, don't wait until Monday or Tuesday or next Friday. What is it that you can do right now, something small outside of your comfort zone um, to have you know, a more successful business or, or to have a more successful relationship, whatever it is that you're working on, what can you do that's a little different than what your peers are doing? Um, that is, that's the, I mean, I think, Nicole, if you read the book, that's the biggest challenge yeah. is something outside of your comfort zone, right? Yep. Uh, the second thing, go to my website. If, if anybody has an e-reader, send me an email um, and and I don't do this on any other shows, but because we've had so much fun, uh, send me an email and I will send you whatever your ebook of choice um, for free. And I'm not collecting email addresses or anything, but just because this went really well and you, um, and I'm really grateful that we got to interview twice, not one time, but twice. Um, if anybody wants a, an ebook uh, for the Kindle, the Nook, whatever, the Sony, whatever the cool e-reader is today, then uh, then send me an email and. Uh, and I wow. will send you a copy. So, oh, that's amazing. Thank Yay. you so, so Thanks, much. Adam. Sure You're you welcome. Have You're lots welcome. of no, happy Call of the Hero viewers. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, everyone's saying thank you, and we do have to sign off. We um, just have a quick announcement about next week. Um, set your calendars, because Laura and I are going to have an interview, barring any computer problems. With Michael Port, <laughs> who did, this is his new book, Book Yourself Solid Illustrated. Tune in. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.